This is Andrian. And this is Ray. Welcome to the Talk Lab Podcast. Every two weeks, we'll invite a new guest and... In every session, we'll dig into their life, relationships, and perspectives. One question at a time. Let's Talk Lab! Yay. Welcome to Talk Lab Podcast. This is Andrian. This is Ray. <laughs> We've invited Tekun as our eighth guest. Woo! This time, we're going to talk about quite a few things again, and the second part is going to be about Professor. And the first part, what we're going to talk about, Ray? So, just want to give, like, you know, our gratefulness to Professor Tekun. I think this is the first time that we get a professor, and if things go well, we can get more professors on board. So, really counting on you, Tekun. I think, <laughs> okay. So, I think okay. in, in this episode, a uh, few things we can touch upon, but I just want to give our audience some context and background on why we actually invited Tekun. So current Tekun is like uh, leading our global business program in HKUSD. So to him, it's just a flagship program. But for Andrew and I, we think it's quite elite and we're grateful, <laughs> grateful to be part of it. Oh, yeah. But I think uh, Tekun has went through, you know, a very interesting life, right? You, you, you know, you went to NTU, you're, you're born and raised in Singapore. You did your military. And after that, you know, um, you ventured into startup, right? Mm. You did your own platform kind of business and then eventually... Um, you decided to do your PhD in uh, Carnegie, Carnegie Mellon and then eventually you became a professor. So I think before episode two, we're going to cover more about professor and how you actually ended up in professor. But I want the audience to really have an idea on who you are as a person in episode one. So I give the stage to you to, you know, briefly introduce about yourself, your story, anything interesting that, you know, young people um, can learn about. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks guys for uh, inviting me to this uh Talk la no podcast. Uh, this is my first time being on a podcast. I'm pretty uh, excited. Um, so Ray has basically summarized you no know, my life in that ten seconds intro. I think there's uh, nothing much more that I can add, but just a a very brief um, um, introduction, right? So uh, as you can probably tell from my accent, I'm a, um, not from Hong Kong. Uh, even though I'm in Hong Kong, I'm a Singaporean. Uh, uh, which is sort of a neighbor to uh, where Ray uh, came from. Very good uh, neighbors, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Okay, I, yeah, I, I, I do not want to create any diplomatic issues. Yes, we are good neighbors. Uh, so I grew up in Singapore. No, I did my undergraduate in uh, Nanyang Technological University, um, and you no, know, as a as a freshman back then, um, you no, know, one of my classmates and I. Um, we started co-founded uh, a platform, a B two B exchange. Uh, so that was in the late nineties, right? Um, I mean, right now today, if you talk about oh, doing a startup, doing a tech company when you're in college, it's like all cool and stuff, and you get a lot of students who are doing that right now. But back then, you no, know, doing startup is like a crazy idea, right? Nobody know what you know what it entails or involved. Uh, but we we did that, and it was uh, I think one of the you no, know, uh, I would say the highlight okay of my of my life, you no, know, uh, especially during that period. Um, so I did that for a few years. Um, even after I graduated, you no, know, I spent one year in the in the government agency in Singapore. But you no, know, that's my day job, and at night, you no, know, I will be uh, spending time on the uh, startup that uh, we co-founded. And I did that f- until about you no, know, uh, twenty oh seven before I uh, moved to um, the US with my uh, my wife and uh, my daughter to do a no, a PhD, no, somewhere in uh, uh, Pittsburgh. Uh, so I spent about five years in the U.S. And after five years, um, my 
PhD supervisor had enough of me, so gave me my you know, degree and tell me to get a job, right? And for some strange reason, uh, UST decided to give me an offer. I do not know why, uh, but I just grabbed it. And uh, so that was like in 2012. So I've been here for the last about eight to nine years. Uh, um, I have great bosses, you know, in case they're listening to this podcast. Uh, great and great colleagues, students. Uh, great right? students, you know, very good students. Uh, two of the best are in the room right now with me. Uh, so, yeah, so I've been here for about eight years. And um, yeah, this is where I am. I think I just picked up something that, you know, that we've picked up from other podcasts, like, you know, different parts of your past will sort of affect your decisions going forward. And I picked up that, okay, I think it's like a refresher in terms of a memory, like um, that you actually worked in a government job first. Did that, any, did that have any impact to you on how, you know, to have the extra time to work on startup? Because I think in previous episodes, we talked about, okay, um, we were contemplating you get a job that is very stable, like government jobs, you pretty much, you know, just one small part of the organization, work mm. is very comfortable, you work nine to five, get off. And then that gives you time to find, I mean, if you're ambitious enough, it gives you time and energy to work on things on the side and then slowly build it up and eventually becomes to something. So was that the case for you or you already knew that you want to do startup, but then your parents are telling you like, oh, maybe you should work on something, you know, very comfortable and that's why you did the government job. Well, um, I think yes and no. Uh, my parents were not that involved, right? So, I mean, for them, you know, so long as I stayed out of trouble, do not do anything illegal, that's fine, right? <laughs> Regardless of what else I'm doing. So they did not really encourage me to, well, get a stable job and so on. Uh, but I guess it's, it's the, the context, right? You know, back then, again, right, doing a, a tech startup, running your own company, fresh out from school, isn't really the normal thing. Not like now, Uh now it is common. There's a lot of support, you know, from the government, from you know, uh, incubators and so on, right? And there's a lot of mentors who can help young, you know, uh, graduates, you know, to establish and to grow their company. But back then, um, it wasn't the case, you know. So um, even though I joined a government agency, but the the agency was actually pretty new. In the in or the the unit that I joined was actually pretty new. They were actually doing. Uh, the G2B, government to business type of e-initiative. So it's also very, you know, e-related, you know, internet-related. Uh, you know, we're talking about digitization. That was like maybe 20 years ago. So, you know, which is something that, you know, um, interests me, um, you know, because of my own experience running, you know, the, the startup for about three years. So, you know, I, I thought, well, somehow, you know, it's, it fits quite nicely to what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to do a a B2B thing, but here's a G2B, so why not let's uh, try it out, right? So that's what... I did so. It wasn't really trying to buy time, you no, know, for my own uh, platform. The platform was, you no, know, for some strange reason, it was uh, in the black from day one, right? We were revenue generating and, and so on. Oh, wow. um, Congrats on that, though. Well, thank from you. The beginning, I, right? Like I think I think we budget. were. Well, again, right? It's uh, no, that was the early stages, the early days of uh, of the internet, at least back in Asia. So it's like the wild, wild west. You no, know, you can do whatever you do. You no, know, you want to do, uh, and it is all right. You no, know, and there's a lot of opportunities. I've, I think times have changed. It's a bit more challenging now, uh, but we were just fortunate, I would say, uh, in that regard. Um, yeah, but you no, know, the the experience in the government agency was actually quite interesting, because I realized after a week or so of joining the uh, agency that you no. Know, Working in the government agency is not for me, right? So at least it's it's form of self discovery. So I stayed for about a year um, there, you no, know, before I I left. Yeah. 
and there's some reason why I stay for a year, but no, that is maybe for another episode. <laughs> oh, yeah. What happened for your startup afterwards? Did you continue or you pass on to a friend to continue your your startup? Right. So, um, no, actually, this is um, will be one of the the mistake. You no, know, that uh, mm-hmm. I think I've made. Um, so, no. I I spent many years working with my um. Uh, partner right who was a classmate in the uni um on, on the platform but um no towards no um the the end of my stay there there were maybe some issues some um differences in terms of views and so on and i decided to leave and you know to, to do my phd and i think um i'm quite sad to say that you no know, we didn't really leave on a on a positive note you no know, um I should have handled the situation better. Uh, so somehow it did affect it, right? The the the, the relationship, yeah. the friendship, uh, which is something that um, when I think about it, I think this is one one regret. No, I should have um, at least I think handled it differently, handled it, handled it better. Um, yeah. So, but no, I was relatively young then, right? Rush and, and so on. But uh, I think that's not really an excuse. Okay. But I think this is one thing that I've learned that. Um, in terms of all these startups or, or business or, or your job, right? I think one important thing is actually the the interpersonal relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that this is something that you no, know, I have learned to, to to value a bit more, and I'll be a bit more careful now with regards to how I you know uh, interact with people and and in terms of watching after the relationship, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think um, I think we can uh, segue into um, the whole concept of mistakes and how it have sort of shaped you and. Uh, how you learn from the different experiences, right? So you did touch on about uh, one mistake that sort of uh, impacted you on, you know, how you deal with it, which which explains why you're a great professor, right? I mean, you you don't just really care about going through the well, content. You know, in, in uh, after this podcast, <laughs> I'm going to uh, regrade, you know, uh, uh, your grade, yeah, right? And see how I can adjust. Uh, for the young for adults all, out yeah. there, uh, you know, yeah. HKUST is yeah. a very modern university, right? You know, our certificates when we graduate is all on the blockchain ledger, right? So nobody can actually temper really? and change. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, FYI. Yeah, that's something. Yeah, which, which blockchain is it on? Is it? It should be Ethereum because smart contracts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it dropped a bit. Oh, that's that's, that's for that's story. for another episode. That's yeah, another basically, story. Andrian, don't be like Andrian. Uh, buy FOMO in into an investment. Buy high and then like it drop and then I'm not sure whether you. I haven't you still, Okay, so I'm that's good. At least you're still strong hold. But anyway, going back to you know um Tekun's, uh, uh mistakes, right? So one of it is like okay, you didn't really handle um interpersonal interpersonal the the, par- the, the partnership yeah. side of things, right? Yeah. yeah. But is there any other defining mistakes that you know you carried forward to your life and then you know if you did things differently, um, what kind of learnings basically from from your different mistakes? Well, there's um, there's there are lots of mistakes, tons, no, uh, you know. S- I mean, we're all humans, right? Yeah. Right. So I'm not sure which one to pick. Um, let's pick the ones that uh, are juicy. <laughs> no, that that will keep your, you know, like uh, you can still continue doing your job, and yeah. then your wife is happy, your family is okay. Right. Um, <laughs> Whatever you're comfortable to share. Not, yeah, not too far. Well, I'm not sure about mistake, but if I yeah. were to, um, no, if I were to relieve uh, my my 20s or my 30s uh, again you know, there, would, there would definitely be some things that I would um, I think do do differently um, um, I think one thing is you no, know, uh, maybe it's trying to explore uh, more things right uh, you No, know, when I was younger so at least you know right you know, uh, 
what you like, what you do not like, what your passion is about. I, I think I do know what my passion is. Uh, you know, in my early twenties, right? I I know what I wanted to do. So like, you know, joining, um, uh, working in the university, something that I have been uh, that I've thought about, right, for for quite a while. Even you know when I was uh, just uh, out from uh, uh, college, right? It just that I took a bit long, you no, know, before I. You know, submit my application, but I knew that that was something I wanted to do for some uh, uh, reasons. Uh, but I think, you know, if I could, you know, go through that period period of time again uh, in my life, I would maybe try to explore more things. Right? You you know what you like, you know what you do not like. That's only after you have experienced it, right? So I think like what you guys are doing now, right? Doing this podcast, you know, for just three of us listening in, you no, know, that's still a good thing, right? Because after a while, you realize well. You know, this is something that's fun, right? How we can bring this further, or maybe after a while you realize that you know, this is uh, maybe just a pure waste of time, right? Um, but at least you know that, right? And you can try to avoid the same thing uh, uh, in future. So I think one thing that I would encourage you know the young people who are listening uh, is try to explore more, right? Do not just stick to the same standard path that you know your friends or your peers are doing, okay? But try to explore, you know, go into different things, find adventures, you know. Uh, Explore the unexplored. I think that would be something that would be uh, real cool, and I think that would just open up your perspective of things. Yeah, I think before expanding on that point, like if there's one thing that you want, like you decided late on, later in life, you know, when you actually have everything settled in with your life, right? What was that one thing that you discovered that you actually really enjoy and could have been part of your career? Because I do know that uh, you do invite a lot of guest lecture for your MBA course or even your undergraduate course, right? Yeah. So, what was the any any industry or any particular job that when you when you see them presenting or based on your experiences, that you felt like oh, if I actually ventured that when I was younger, I would have uh, actually um, experimented even. Yeah, that's that's a good question. Um, it's a good question because I have the answer, right? Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think I'm actually quite happy and quite content with uh, my own experiences so far. Right, doing the startup and and now being a. a Sort of a professor in a university. Um, why I think I'm someone who like, who do not like structure, right? This is why, you no, know, my one year in the government agency was, um, was I wouldn't say painful, right? But it was I was doing something that I don't really you know uh, truly enjoy that much. I think it's impactful. It's important things that we are doing. I I great colleagues. I have uh, people who really you know, uh, help me a lot. You no, know, during my that the one year in my work, but. By and large, I I didn't enjoy the type of structure within you no know, uh, the type of agency, too bureaucratic, you no know, uh, too hierarch hierarchical, you no. Know, uh, so doing startups and being like a professor is very different because yeah. you no, know, uh, it's very unstructured. So if you are running a startup, you no, know, you know there are problems and there's new problems every day, but you don't know what a solution, right? So that's what we mean by unstructured, you no know, problem, and you have to find your own ways, mm -hmm. come with the best solution. Doing research is the same thing, right? When we're doing research like right now, you no, know, we are trying to find answers to a new research question that you no know, uh, nobody have an answer to. And you're trying to find ways to either test or hypothesis, collect data and so on. So I like all this unstructuredness, you no know, uh, in life, mm -hmm. you no. Know? Uh so when I listen to you no know, other people's job, of course there are some jobs that are quite similar, say a consultant, yeah. for instance, mm -hmm. right? You're also dealing with your clients with different set of problems. Uh, but do I am I envious of them? Um, yes and no. I think the yes part is um, they get paid much more than I do. Uh, 
perhaps that's the, the part that I'm envious about. But in terms of the job scope, the job nature, what we do, and the type of impact that we create, I think what I'm doing now, I'm actually quite uh, quite happy about it, right? Um, you know, there's opportunity for me to influence lives, young people's lives, I hope in a positive way, right? Uh, and I think not a lot of jobs actually give you this opportunity, yeah. I think you sort of like, um, I think the reason we're here because yeah, you sort of influence us in a positive way, right? Yeah, we, we like you only I, you only say that because I'm, I'm no, no, here okay, right now. Exactly. Right? I, I, yeah, yeah. I, I'm gonna because yeah. uh, when we had dinner, I, I just said because uh, because of Professor Takun, I picked IS. I picked IS as my second major, and I never regretted it because I I, I still use it till today. But it's not it. even in the tech industry. I'm not even in the tech <laughs> industry. I still use it. Yeah, is. So I think Takun had made a positive impact on my and probably for our lives. I think for yeah. for me it's uh, I really enjoyed the way he did his uh, his lectures. It's very different. Yeah. I mean he's very unconventional. So I, I can definitely see like how elements of unstructuredness to it yet structured, right? So I think professors like you sort of have to follow the semester and everything, but you have the own uh, um, flexibility to structure your course and every semester you can do it differently yeah so I, I really like that and not because of Takun that I decided to do information system it's because like oh I think that was the future and everything else was not as interesting compared to information systems you guys I, are being you guys are being too nice no, no uh, I'm talking about so the course not yeah. <laughs> ah, okay. there you go yeah. yeah but I think um just wrapping up on what uh, Takun have mentioned on his previous uh, mistake about not trying but he did try a lot of different things so i think the the main takeaway to you know young adults out there and i think that was sort of my approach and i i believe uh, andrew and myself have this aligned that you know when i come into university it's all about trying as many different things that i could possibly try so i did like dragon boat i did a lot of different uh, social clubs activities courses whether i like it or not like even though we're such a great centric but i i still did my best to try different like entrepreneurship costs and yeah some philosophy costs which yeah wasn't right. yeah so yeah i think the university is the best time for for young people to try out things right because you know the the opportunity cost is low mm. i mean you do have your grades to worry about you no know, yeah. but apart from that you no know, there's nothing much to worry you know uh uh, not much of a concern and you can try if you make mistake it's fine right if you make mistake in the classroom everybody laugh about it but after the class, after the course, you know, nobody will remember that. So I think you know, this is what I always encourage students to do, right? The university is the best time for you to make mistakes so that you can learn. Uh, I think for young people who are out in the working uh, society, that's a bit more challenging, right? You have your own day job, you have uh, your bosses to report to, you have your boyfriends or girlfriends to report to, or right? Uh, no time is an issue, right? Um, yeah, so you no know, the I, I but but having said that I think it's still important, right, to find pockets of time and opportunity to, to do different things, you no. Know? Um yeah, um I think that's the best time because once you hit my stage where you have um wives or more oh, wives, wives wow uh, <laughs> uh, kids and so on, right? Um you have your spouse to, to think about and, and, and stuff, right? There'll be more constraints, you know, and you know, the the opportunities, even if it's there, you no, know, you will be a bit more reluctant, right, to, mm. to pursue it. So I think you guys are in a way, you know, in the in the golden age, right? Of course, you no, know, we are going through difficult times, yep. 
But if you think about this, every generation has its own difficult yeah, time, yeah. right? When I graduated from college, um, you now we had the, um, that's like the early 2000s, right? There's a you know, 9-11, there's the, uh, the SARS after that. Before that, when I was in college, I was the Asian financial crisis. So we actually went through what, you know, um, that's going on right now. And, you know, but we survive, right? Uh, I, I think no matter which era you're born in, there's always issues and challenges and it's how you make the best out of it, right? I mean, I completely agree and thanks yeah. for, for making the point. And I particular, particularly, uh, you know, resonate at the time. Like, I think in university, yeah, really low opportunity cost, right? Especially if you have a scholarship or if you're, because I mean, when you're young, right? If your parents can afford it, then I think that's good. But I think one interesting point for people that are still in university, perhaps for those that are working in it, it's fine. Yeah, it's like, I think it's a great place to also identify what kind of person you or are. kind of spouse that you want to be with, right? Because honestly, like in university, there's a lot of, you know, different, it's a great place to meet girls and for guys, I mean for girls to meet guys too, right? I At least that's my experience. I didn't yeah. know it was going to segue into this. Well, I mean, if you would talk about it that way, then the university has does have a social... Um, uh, responsibility, right? No, but I, I don't think that is uh, what the university is about. No, it's, um, it's about knowledge, okay? But, um, no, create new knowledge and the transfer of knowledge. But I think, uh, having said that, no, um, no, for, for students who are coming into you know, u- the university, especially, you know, to UST, no, do not come in with the objective that, okay, yeah, I want to find of, my spouse course, and so on. Course, but get to know people, yeah. right? Get to know people of, um, you know, whether it's, I mean, if let's say you're a guy, right? Get, you know, make, make more friends, both guys and girls, friends of different culture, different background. I think this is a, this is a melting pot, right? Because once you join the workforce, you know, uh, and as you grow older, you know, that this, you're just missing... With the same group of people. Exactly, right? The homophily, right? You're just missing people who are like you, right? Same interests, you know, same career, uh, same sector, you know, uh, and that become a bit more constraining and in a way I think this is um, not too ideal for the society because when that happens there's too many segregation right of different people and conflict could, could occur that's one but you no, know, some sectors may be um, may, may receive not enough attention may need help but that would fall off the radar right but once young people right now start to have this desire to get to know different people you know, explore you know, different viewpoints and so on I think that would just help the the world would be a much better yeah. place. Do you think that COVID sort of like constrained that though? Because COVID, they restrict like uh, physical classes and being on Zoom mostly, it's very hard to know new new people basically for university. Um, is that, is well, that an obstacle? I'm trying to think of a response that would not get me into trouble, <laughs> right? Um, so yes and no. Okay, uh, of course, no, there's bound to be some uh, restriction, constraints. I think that the, the face-to-face, right, the, the being in the same room like what we are doing now does make a difference, right? Uh, um, but I think we cannot use that as an excuse, right, of not doing things, of not interacting with people, of not helping people who you need just because we cannot see them, for instance. Uh, now, this is a constraint that, you know, happens to be here so let's find ways to overcome that yeah. i think if you think about what no ust uh, 
I'm not sure about other universities, but I'm pretty sure they are also very active in terms of finding ways to help you know, students to engage with each other. They are trying to find ways to you know, uh, mobilize the students to help the society right, in times like this. Um, so I think this is about us raising our our the, the raising the bar, you no know, raising our standard, you no know, to step out, right, and try to make a difference. Yeah, for sure. But I, I I was just talking to to Ray and other friends, saying that this this generation of university students are a bit of in a pickle because they couldn't even go on exchange and they couldn't see their friends or their classmates face to face. It has a challenge, but I, I totally agree that it doesn't give you an excuse. It just gives you more incentive to do more and to reach out to your group mates or to your friends or hang out on your own, just, just not on campus or just outside of campus. But I'm going to ask a question, which is completely not related to what we, we talked about. Is if Because just now we talked about you starting your own business. You Also, you went to got your PhD in the US. If you could go back 20 years, what advice would you give yourself back then? The only one advice, you only have one minute to give yourself one advice. What would you say to yourself? That's, uh, <laughs> that's not a good question. That's, that's, right. a that's, que that's a question that professor likes to ask students, yeah. right? <laughs> Yeah, oh, no, now, now we switch our role. That, that, that's not a good question because I do not have the answer uh, prepared yeah. for that. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's interesting, right? No, if I were to go back, what would I tell myself? Um, um, in a way, I think I, I was fortunate again, right? Before I, I jump to the answer, yeah. no, I, I must say I'm uh, quite fortunate and quite blessed uh, in terms of um, when I grow up. I mean, my family wasn't, say, rich or well-to-do, but we, we get by, right? Uh, but I think my parents, my friends, my girlfriend, you know, uh, type of thing, they were pretty supportive of uh, what I do. And, you no, know, I was always on the, I mean, I, I was a troublemaker, okay? Uh, if you were to look at, if you look at my grades, you know, from uh, primary school onward and so on, and you extrapolate, right, you wouldn't imagine that this person would have scores good enough to do a PhD and to, you know, to, to be a university professor, right? So I'm, always in trouble academically I'm not that uh, interested and so on and I'm fooling around more than being a, a serious and so on but having said that right I have been always you know be on the the right side okay uh, of um, of no, uh, not doing anything seriously seriously wrong so I think once you have all this parameter and you, you know you can just explore and do anything right you want I think that is uh, the best thing to um, to really find your own passion, you no. Know? So I think I would just go back to my, um, you know, what I've mentioned, right? That uh, if I if I'm um, your age, right, which is twenty five, mid twenties, late twenties. Yeah. Okay, um, I would say go with an open mind and explore. Right? No, if it's about going to a, a different city, work in a different job, uh, going to a different sector, no, uh, if you had a passion for those things, right, just go. Right? Do not be no, too, um, um, no, do not try too hard to, to fit into a certain mold mm -hmm. that no, the society, that the parents, that your peers expect of you or that you expect from yourself. Right? I think that would be um, sort of a, um, a grave mistake. Right, so 
so in that regard, no, I don't think I have. Uh, again, I think I have enjoyed how you no know, how my twenties were. Um, no, I have good friends around. I had you no know, uh, good relationship, except for here, you no know, some blips here and there. Uh, but overall, I think I I did uh, enjoy my my young adults uh, time and and the things I do right. Uh, I I do feel that you no know, is um, no they were quite fun right. The startup was one. No, that I did, and because it's a startup, there was like a lot of, no, uh, flexibility in terms of my time. Um, so I was quite involved with um, my church back in Singapore. No, I went on, uh, no, one or two uh, mission trips. No, uh, serving a few ministries. Right. So this is very outside, right? My so-called profession or my interest. But no, those actually brought me more joy. No, so um, like even now, no, we, I'm still in contact with some of the um, um, people that no from overseas that. Uh, we get to know through all these different ministries, and I think this is really um, um, a, a blessing that I would say, yeah. So, yeah, and I, you know, really, really um, happy to hear that, and I think that it's actually some key advice to to young people. I think just to wrap things up, to not keep it too long, right? Like uh, the key takeaway, uh, at least that we got, is like uh, really have an open mind mm. and try as many different things. Obviously, they need to be, you know, ethical. Right, Dep- depends what kind of life you want to live. But I mean, this podcast is to you know make sure you know young adults find yep. their passion, right? Change. So whatever that you go through, have an open mind. Don't th- you know have a plan, but at the same time be adaptable when opportunities come about. Yeah, don't always like think too much and say no, like oh you can't do it. You need to travel a different place. So um, just have an open mind to try different pockets of things. Uh, let's say even if you have a full time job. Just have that mindset that oh after work or you know weekend to experiment different things, because sometimes you might find fulfillment in those like for example for Tekun's case it's like um, you did your church service and that brings you more joy than you know sometimes mm. in your day job, and who knows I think in today's world like we live in a digital era, a lot of things that you do on the side you can actually um, monetize it when you have a following yeah. enough a following that's big enough on the side and that eventually becomes something that. You know, you fulfill, and at the same time, it becomes your, your, f- your yeah, passion, your, your, right. your, your income. Yeah. yeah. So I think, with that, yeah, you want, let's uh, shall we wrap up the, the episode? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you very much for watching and listening to our podcast. You can also always subscribe to us on Apple Podcast, Spotify, and you can also watch us on YouTube. If you like this episode and if you find it useful, share it to your peers, and. Thank you for listening once again. And thank you, Takun. Stay tuned for episode two.